Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This will be for Joshua chapter 2. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Two spies are sent to Jericho. Where did they go? Was Rahab really a harlot? The house of such a woman was the only one to which they, as perfect strangers, could have had access, and certainly the only one in which they could calculate on obtaining the information they required without danger from male inmates. Josephus says that she was an innkeeper. Rahab may not have been a harlot. The Hebrew word used for harlot is zonah, which is from the same root as mazon, which meaning food. A more correct translation might be to call her a woman of zonah or food, that is, a woman innkeeper. Ancient inns often did provide harlots. However, just because a woman operated a tavern or inn did not necessarily mean she was a prostitute. That was by Clark. Unlocking the Old Testament by Victor Ludlow, in the narrative of these transactions, Rahab is called Zonah, which are own after the ancient versions render harlot. The Jewish writers, however, being unwilling to entertain the idea of their ancestors being involved in a disreputable association at the commencement of their great undertaking, chose to interpret the word hostess, one who keeps a public house, as if from the Hebrew word meaning to nourish. Christian interpreters also were inclined to adopt this interpretation for the sake of the character of the woman of whom the apostle speaks well and who would appear from Matthew to have become by a subsequent marriage with Solomon, prince of Judah, an ancestress of Jesus. But we must be content to take facts as they stand and not strain them to meet difficulties, and it is now universally admitted by every sound Hebrew scholar that Zona means harlot and not hostess. I'm, I'm still thinking that's hostess. It signifies harlot in every other text where it occurs, the idea of hostess not being represented by this or any other word in Hebrew, as the function represented by it did not exist. There were no inns, and when certain substitutes for inns subsequently came into use, they were never in any eastern country kept by women. On the other hand, strangers from beyond the river might have repaired to the house of a harlot without suspicion or remark. The Bedouins from the desert constantly do so in this day in their visits to Cairo and Baghdad. The house of such a woman was also the only one to which they, as perfect strangers, could have had access and certainly the only one in which they could calculate on on obtaining the information they required without danger from male inmates. This concurrence of analogies in the in the word, in the thing, and in the probability of circumstances ought to settle the question. If we are concerned for the morality of Rahab, the best proof of her reformation is found in the fact of her subsequent marriage to Solomon. This implies her previous conversion to Judaism, for which, indeed, her discourse with the spies evinces that she was prepared. And that was by Fallows. That Rahab's faith in Jehovah was sincere is supported by the fact that both Paul and James cited her as an example of faith. And that was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight to the children of Israel to search out the country. 
And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for, there, for they be come to search out all our country. And the woman took the two men, and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they are, or whence they were. And it came to pass, about the time of, of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out, whither the men went, I know not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them in the stalks of flax, which she had laid on, laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan, unto the fords. And as soon as they were pursued after them, they were gone out. They shut the gate. And, be, and before they were laid down, she came un, up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint, or melt away with fear because of you. So she knows that these are God's chosen people. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites, that were on the other side Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. So their reputation precedes them. And as soon as he, as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did, they, did there remain any more courage in any man <clears throat> because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God of heaven. He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you swear or covenant unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto, your, unto my father's house, and give me a true token. If we are concerned for the morality of Rahab, the best proof of her reformation is found in the fact of her subsequent marriage to Salmon. This implies her previous conversion to Judaism, for which indeed her discourse with the spies evinces that she was prepared. That Rahab's faith in Jehovah was sincere is supported by the fact, I think I just read that, in Hebrews it says, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And James says, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she, when she received the messengers and had sent them out another way. In uh, Ruth it says, And Solomon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. And Salmon begat Booz of Rahab, or Rahab, and Booz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and the king, and David the king begat Solomon, and of her that had been the wife of Uriah. When the Lord sustains his leaders, we should sustain them also. Do you believe that this is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Do you believe that Joseph Smith was a prophet of the Lord? Do you believe that the man who stands at the head of the, who stands at the head represents our Heavenly Father? He may make mistakes. The prophet Joseph made his. Moses, the greatest leader of ancient times, made his mistakes. But I want to say that as long as the Lord sustained his leaders, we should sustain them. Today, the men who stand at our head are unselfishly giving of their time that not only we, but also the world in general may, may be blessed. As long as the Lord gives them physical strength, mental power, and spiritual light, if we are if we are wise, we will follow their advice and counsel. And that was by George Albert Smith. That's just to show that uh, we need to support Rahab here, that she was converted and, and she was also an ancestor of Jesus. Verse 13, And that ye will save alive my father and my mother and, and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours. If ye utter not this our business, and it shall be, when the Lord hath given us that, the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then 
she let them down by a cord through the through the window, for her house was upon the, the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you down to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may they may ye go you go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless, or pure, innocent, free from blame in this covenant of this thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if if any hand be upon him. And if thou... And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, According unto your word, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went and came unto the mountain, and abode there three days, until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. So that's the end of Joshua chapter 2, and we will see you next time. Bye.